0: Hey, friends, welcome to Tuesday, August 16th, and today's the episode of Enough for Today, and I hope you are off to a great day. We are in Psalm 56, so join me there, and we're moving into a part of the psalm where David is again rehearsing to God the situation or the circumstances of his enemies. So he begins the psalm by saying, God, be merciful to me. Um, Man will swallow me up. We talked about that feeling, that sense, the experience of being overwhelmed. And um, and then we've talked the last several days about verses 3 and 4, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. And I just love that principle because we all deal with fear. We all have this instinctive fear uh, that when it hijacks us we're paralyzed. We really can't see reality or truth. We're not listening to the true narrative. We're listening to the imagined uh, narrative that our our fear is infusing, our fear is creating and this is why Paul said in I think second Corinthians 5, casting down imaginations and maybe 10 I get I get confused on those particular passages um, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into obedience every thought, bringing into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So there's this struggle, and the war is truly for our minds. It is over uh, what we believe. I think this is why Jesus talks so much about believing him, not just for salvation, but as a lifestyle, as a way of going about life. I believe God. I believe he's with me. I believe his promises are true, and rehearsing that and hijacking, taking captive, Every thought, every imagination, setting our affections, setting our minds, think on these things, Philippians 4.8. So David is doing that. He's practicing that, and we're seeing him practice that as we read. He's preaching to himself. He's talking to God. He's resetting his mind and his focus and his thoughts. He is captivating, the, capturing the narrative of his fear, and he is putting it up against the, the narrative of truth. In God, I will praise His Word. You see the truth. He's He's building His life, His heart, on the Word of God. In God, I will praise His truth. I have um, in God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. So, verse three: What time I am afraid, I will not fear. Do you see? It? <laughs> Do you see it? Uh, so we're gonna be afraid, but the the immediate answer is: I don't need to be afraid. To tell ourselves, to teach ourselves, uh, the truth of God, and that's what's happening in this very psalm. So I've put my trust in God; I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So David continues every day. So now he's going di- to he's going to um, he's going to diagram the imagination and the reality. in, in his sense, he's going to break down before the Lord and for his own sake. What is what is his enemy doing? In some ways, it's a complaint. In some ways, it's a reckoning of where the promises of God are going to be applied to his life. Every day. So, first of all, his analysis is daily. This is a daily battle. It was for him re- in reality, phys- physically, his enemies were doing these things. It is a daily battle for you and for me um, in the very same way, but spiritually. We have an enemy that's after us, we have imaginations that are our enemies. And every day, we have to reckon with the reality. Now, look at the first principle. Every day they rest my words. the word rest is to twist or pervert or to uh, to to put a meaning to that was never intended. So the bending of truth, the lying, the skewing the pers- the, cu- the skewing of the perspective of truth every day David said, my enemy is twisting my own words against me okay now we might think of that in the sense of, Somebody that is going against you at work, you know, perverting your words and making you sound like you said or did something that you didn't, okay? Taking things out of context like the mainstream news media does all the time, okay? Um, But think about how Satan spins imaginations or, or suggests thoughts and streams of thought that are twisted. And then we buy into them and we let our imagination run wild. Maybe it's our flesh, maybe it's our imagination, maybe it's principalities and powers. That's not the point. Think about how whatever enemy there is against us is dealing in lies. And those lies are arresting a perversion, a perverted, skewed version of the truth. So every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They they huddle to plot uh, and plan how they're going to trap and trap David. How they're going to entrap us. Their thoughts. I'm sorry. They hide themselves. They mark my steps. Uh, they're tracking David. Okay. And I think there's a spiritual sense in which we are we are tracked. Okay. There's a there's a hunter tracking us. Um, didn't Peter say? that Satan walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The roar is just intimidation tactics, okay? He's been defanged, um, but he's got his roar, and he's tracking us, and he wants to make us afraid, and then he wants to lie. I want you to see that in the psalm, okay? Fear and and falsehood, those, those are the two enemies. Once we were afraid, we're susceptible to believing the lies, Once we believe the lies, we're prey, okay? We're being hunted. So David's enemies gather together, they plot, they plan, they hide themselves, they mark his steps, they're tracking him when they wait for my soul, okay? And your enemy and mine is waiting for our soul. He's going after our inner man, our mind, will, and emotions, uh, soul health, soul flourishing, soul thriving, what we talked about Sunday, zoe, fullness of life, Jesus wants to give us abundant life. I'm come that they might have life and then they might have it more abundantly. But the enemy wants to uh, destroy or um, emaciate the soul. Verse 7, shall they escape by iniquity? It's a bit of a rhetorical question. He's saying there's there's no way that their iniquity is going to provide them an escape with God. Uh, Iniquity is is an inescapable reality with God that must be dealt with in wrath and judgment and justice. So that's the next phrase. David knows that God's anger will ultimately cast down. In thine anger, he says, cast down the people, O God. Those that are after me, cast them down. So in big picture, David is analyzing spiritually what is the battle? The battle's for my mind. The battle's for fear. Imagination, deception, lies, um, and it's a daily battle. It's a it's a battle in which if I la- allow myself to be, I'm a prey being tracked. And so we go back to I will not be afraid. I will praise God in His Word, and I will put my trust in Him. Okay. So as I trust His Word, trust my God, and choose not to fear, th- those are the weapons. Those are the real weapons because. Once I'm looking at the truth of his word, once I'm uh, letting the truth of his word shout down the fear of of my imagination, then I'm free. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And this is the, the kind of, in a sense, the kind of freedom he's talking about. You're free from fear. You're free from paralysis. You're free to go do what God's called you to do, be who God's called you to be. And live out of the gospel of grace that Jesus died to provide. So, my friend, there's a strategy unfolding against us today. It's fear, it's lies, it's deception. And the answer is God's word, praise, uh, truth, and fearlessness. So put your trust in him. Have a great Tuesday, and I'll see you tomorrow.